well, well, well. It's another Monday night here in Houston, Texas. You know what that means. If you're listening at kpft.org slash listen, you're hearing us. Hey, everybody. <laughs> it's FM Rager. How's it going? Yo. As always, I'm your host, Connor Clifton, joined by my lovely co-host, Ned Gale. How's it going, Ned? I can watch your energy reserves <laughs> depleting as you go. <laughs> <laughs> I had a heck of a like, Hey, what's up? It's, if you guys are, hey, it's, it's the radio again. <laughs> Look, you can't blame me. It was a three-day weekend. And yeah, I raged. It was a rager of a weekend. We raged so ragey oh god <laughs> so connor tell me how was your freaking weekend um man a lot of highs a lot of lows uh <laughs> highs right before i went to bed lows right when i woke up <laughs> yeah it, uh you know we did a lot we okay hang on let's start at the beginning from the very beginning friday night we we leave work we clock out we pull that bird that goes from uh flintstones yep <laughs> and then we met up at poison girl for mm-hmm. a little bit to hang out with our art pals uh then we went separate ways and then what did you end up doing i didn't do anything oh i tried to go see gross lonely boys at a secret group their show uh, got canceled so i just like hung out for a little bit ah. yeah and then i think we just went back to the house i rode the Segway for a while <laughs> yeah and then we get to hang out with our good friend cody yeah yeah cody and was in town through. that was yeah. really awesome Saturday night, we went to Station Theater, and we saw a really fantastic improv show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a few of them. We saw the Cannes Film Festival, which you put on. Right. Some and then we saw uh, Discharge, a really great mm-hmm. troupe here in Houston. And we also saw Can't Tell Us Nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know incredible. quite what the... Uh, what is their history? You've they've uh, got some good stuff. Well, they, they, they've been around for a long time. They've been doing fantastic stuff. Great improvisers in Houston. Uh, but this group in particular recently had some some brush with fame as they uh entered the improv for humans which is matt besser's uh improv podcast Mm -hmm. they entered the national competition to be on it and they won uh and they went to the del close marathon which is a big deal for improvisers and they performed with like some like heavy hitters jason manzoukas and matt besser and it was really cool that's awesome and uh yeah seeing him saturday night was like oh yeah that's why they won because they're like flawless they and Ooh, they're good. After them, we got to see a uh, Never Have I Ever <clears throat> improv game where, like, the top-notch improvisers of uh, Station Theater's alumni, their roster, yeah. they all played Never Have I Ever, got very drunk, and then did improv off of it. Yeah, it was super fun. It was really it was fun. A, it was a good hang sesh. <laughs> yeah, you could tell that the uh, they were just along for... The, the audience was very much along for the ride by yeah, yeah. 11.30. <laughs> I love how they had the keg on the stage, so, like, if you wanted to get a drink, you just have to walk up while they're talking. <laughs> so yeah. it, was, it was very interactive. Like, it made it feel like we were all hanging out. Yeah. And then, uh, last night... Saturday. That was Saturday. Not last night. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm. but last night, we, um... What do we do? <laughs> what did we do last night? What did we do yesterday? Uh, we we watched Venture Brothers at some that's point. Right. We worked on the Zine a lot this that's weekend. True. Oh, the, wait. That was the big thing. The Zine. That's right. We haven't really talked about the Zine yet. Let's hold off a little okay, bit. Okay. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to that. But um, anyway, we got drunk that night. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Barbarella for their five year anniversary. Uh, uh, I'm still tired. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a we have enjoyed the three day weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really great to just be in this new neighborhood. Working on zines, surrounded by great neighbors. Speaking of zines and great neighbors, boy, I'm really phoning it in this week. Please give it up for our guest today, uh, the zine queen herself, our neighbor, Maria 
Elisa Hegg. <laughs> hey, Maria. What's hey. up? How's it going? Oh, you know, great. Oh, uh, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Man, oh, man. What a good segue, you guys. <laughs> Look, normally I've got we a called bit. you a great it's neighbor. My honor and my privilege. You're so <laughs> waited by I that. usually have a bit more pep in my step, but today I'm just... It's all Pepto-Bismol today. <laughs> Pepto in my bismol. How was your weekend, Maria? Was it? Did you rage? Um, I didn't rage as hard as y'all. I had some pretty no chill. No one can. I was DD on Friday. Um, and is that DDRing or just DD? <laughs> designated driver well, I was revolution. A, I was Dexter's <laughs> sister. I played DDR and I was the designated driver. So the triple whammy. Um, and then on Saturday, I did have the opportunity to get a little more drunk, but uh, no, didn't really end up raging all that hard. I kind of am considering like a Sunday cruise, like evening sort of like chill beers time later. But uh, I'll just now, it is it is Monday. Wait, Sunday, the, it's the Sunday well, we vibe. Have work it's, the, it's the Sunday <laughs> vibe. Okay. <laughs> what? Oh my God, it's Wednesday? Jesus, this weekend went too far. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. How long have we been here? <laughs> Still streaming after all these beers. <laughs> uh, well, thanks a lot for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, you said that you didn't really rage this weekend. Let's just jump into what this show's about. Yeah. Parties. Tell us about some cool times you have raged. Oh, cool times I've raged. <laughs> Parties of rages past. Yeah. Um, well, actually, just off the top of my head, I'd have a really good rage story when I was like, ooh, in high school. <laughs> I was uh, probably 16, so I was living in the UK, which means I was technically legally allowed to drink a little bit. Um, <laughs> Wait, what, what do you mean by a little bit? There's like, like a legal limit? Yeah, so <laughs> at least when I was there, I think it was just like if you were 16, you could have like a drink at the pub or two with You a can chug two you can you can knock back two pints and then you can stagger out to the next pub not that i know um but i do know because this happened to me so we were out for new year's and it was me and two friends and we were all uh americans we were living in london and uh we got really we had a lot a lot of fun down by big ben and managed to find the only other americans like in this crowd of people that's how we do it and they were werewolves right american werewolves not even i honestly it would have been great they were just like air force dudes and uh. who were like too old and honestly they were just too old to be interested in like one of the people that was in the group and we were like oh god here we go <laughs> and so it just kind of ended up on this like journey of us being like well we have to go along because if we don't go along, who knows what this like older ass like sorry radio you can um, say ass this older <laughs> ass Air Force dude is gonna like do with this like a friend of ours who's like having a great time on her own, so really needs a supervision, and so we like follow them like all around the park. And then to this like horrible, just truly horrible club that was like it seemed like it was in a basement. Is it? Like, is that a discotheque? Uh, it was just a straight up club. Okay, it was okay, an indu- okay. it was like a heavy industrial nasty club that seemed like they tore out all the walls and had all of the exposed beams, and they were like, "This is our aesthetic." The cover is sixty quid, and we were like, "Well, we're like in high school, we can't afford this, so we're gonna go right." And the guys were like, "No." We got this. And so they paid our way in, and I basically drank one cider for the next three hours and tried to get this other guy to leave me alone by telling him a really, really dramatic, made-up 
story about how horrible my life was and how it was like grieving. Would you like to share any of that story right now? Yeah, it was like, I was like, I'm having a really hard time right now because like my, what was it? It was like, my uncle was a drug addict and he recently OD'd and he's mm-hmm, dead. Mm-hmm. And I That's feel, hot. So are you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. I really, I can't. So you what's your even- major? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, and then we ended up having to walk back like two miles in the rain to our friend's house, and I was like, well, this is, I guess, what it means to be in a world where you can party. (laughs) It was fun in retrospect, but at the time, I was very annoyed. Yeah, no. I I feel like some of the best party stories are like pretty (laughs) abysmal when you're living them. Yes. It's like, how is this actually what's happening right now? So... Let's get back to uh, the USA here. I know you've partied. Finally. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Well, well, here's the thing. Maria went to like a gigantic party school, Rice, Mm. not known for anything (laughs) other than that. Uh, but so true. I heard of what was it like uh, beer bike? And beer like bike. Beer of, bike. Is it night of discord? Or? Night of that would be more rice. Actually, that would be a better word for a rice. Uh, Wait, is discord days. that chat room? Yeah, where every <laughs> night of land party. Every rice student gets on. Discord. It's one of the WoW guilds, but they like wreck shop against U of H guilds. No, it's night of decadence. Oh god! And in the roaring eighties, it was on like um, which Playboy's which chapter of Return top, of the King like, is this? Ten college parties. What? Is it which chapter of Return to the Kings is this? Oh, we don't have Greek life at um, <laughs> no chapters. <laughs> oh no, I meant chapter of Return to the Kings, Lord of the Rings. No, I know. <laughs> All right, so uh, the Night of Decadence, and what is the Night of Decadence? So Night of Decadence is a loosely themed party where they just say a word. It's like a single word theme, and then the point of the party is to get as scantily clad as possible, and hookups are encouraged, which. <laughs> Is weird because I think when I, well I was I was at school a long time ago now and so I think they were still trying to skirt like is tawdry fun in a collegiate environment all right while we encourage the breaking of boundaries they hadn't really started talking about consent or anything like that so it was just a bit funny people yeah. were kind of like trying but also because. Rice is not a school full of people for whom this is like an exactly exciting event. So a lot of people end up being like, oh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go. <laughs> so you had a lot of people kind of like dancing, like with their arms kind of over the parts that weren't covered by like their bikinis and like these and, and dudes the, like oh, it was bad you man. said the parent chaperones were really like just <laughs> pulling clothes off people <laughs> they were like pushing them out yeah there. yeah get <laughs> in there <laughs> go dead <laughs> but they were still dressed like like Lydia's in the uh, Handmaid's Tale L- L- oh, <laughs> and they Lydia's they're just like tearing off clothing and pushing them out there I've uh, I think the only experience I've had with that is actually the 8th grade dance where it, the floor was clearly split of boys and girls, and then only couples were dancing, you know, leaving room, and it was just so awkward. <laughs> it's just the scene. Let me set it. This guy's like, "You're really cute, Melissa." She's like, "Thanks." I'm taking out my retainer. Oh. I'm gonna dip it in the punch. <laughs> God, no, that's okay. Um, I don't want any punch. I call it a gum soak. That's. Oh, cool. They've got cheese sticks. <laughs> Every dance I've gone to, homecoming, prom, and eighth grade dance, there's always been cheese sticks, and that's where to find me. Okay, you need to do eighth grade dance ASMR of you, like, eating the cheese sticks. <laughs> the fun oh, God. Hang on. I need blue cheese. They're playing that Avril Lavigne song. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. I use blue cheese for my mozzarella <laughs> sticks. Whoa, Josh Higgins watching from Tokyo or Kyoto. Oh, it, wow. what time is it? Is Konnichiwa a time a time constrained greeting? <laughs> Josh, Konnichiwa. Make us big in Japan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need. To get a sponsorship from Tonoshi Wafuru, and so we can have all those. That's how it's pronounced, and that's how we, you know, those waffles that you make. In like I'm sorry, the, the, those what that you? Oh, make? oh, you're talking about waffles. the little, the, little <laughs> the what? Waffles. Oh, is that because it just seems like you said it differently? I said Tonoshi Wafuru because that's what they have, <laughs> and it's like a lunchable kit, and you make waffles. Yeah, no, I've I've had those before. I, I had one that made little uh, donuts. It was pretty good. Are they already? <laughs> was it like a, like a baked thing? It, it's like no, it's like you little water and, and powder, water. and you mix it together, and it makes like a jelly bread. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> uh, you're wrong. They're great. No, you should have the donut ones. They're not good. <laughs> you like some pretty horrendous snacks, though, Connor. Whoa! At me next time. <laughs> I'm in front of you. The ultimate adding is face-to-face insults. What snacks do I like? That are what did you call them? Horrendous. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I don't. There, there were circus peanuts on our table. Oh, That's about the fact that I made nachos out of Ritz crackers and shredded cheese in a microwave. Is that I mean, what this is? It's more like a tapestry of which each thread <laughs> yeah. is an individual instance. It's merely parts of a larger <laughs> structure. <laughs> when I, you zoom back, you see the picture, but you can't really dive in too deeply because it's just a bunch of cheese lattices. I will admit, I have a tendency to eat garbage food. I eat a lot of uh, like Slim Jim sticks. Uh, I'm a big fan of the cheese in the can. The, <laughs> the Leaning Tower of Cheese. Yeah. Little known fact, before we moved into the house we're in now, uh, Connor really wanted us to build a house out of Slim Jim's like Lincoln logs. <laughs> yeah, we could eat it. I was too afraid of him eating it. Yeah, links are logs. Uh, links are logs. <laughs> but I, I think the worst thing I've done with uh, snacks is uh, I used to pour fruity pebbles into a glass and just like drink it with no milk. <laughs> walk around with a cup. And just ah. What's with oh. the pretense of the glass? Uh, either it in a bag, more, more mobile, pours <laughs> <laughs> better. It's not at all about trying to upkeep like. The yeah, I didn't want to put my hand in the bag. That's gross. You, you should know? just fill one of those Camelbacks with only cereal. <laughs> <laughs> just like just suck sucking it. <laughs> through a giant. Well, what snack are you all about? If my snacks are so gross, Miss Snackums. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I've had. I don't know rough, how to come yeah, back. Yeah, wise cracking bad snacking. <laughs> No, I'll be I'll be honest. I all the snacks that I like, people are just like, God, really? You can go to hell. Um I I have heard you talk about Turkish delights once. Okay, those are delicious. Those are a real you snack. Tumness looking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, uh he didn't have any of the Turkish delight. It was Edmund. Mr. Tumnus didn't touch. Oh, Why don't. would they give a filthy half human a Turkish delight? <laughs> I'm just assuming this because C.S. Lewis was, you know, a colonialist. But the witch gave Edmund, weak, weak Edmund, weak willed. Wait, which one? Edmund. Edmund. No, which witch? The white, the white the witch. White witch. <laughs> the white witch. Janus. Which witch is the white witch at which witch? Yes. The sandwich with white bread? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um. Yes. What? Uh, Josh. Josh got out of the show. Yeah, he had to leave. Well, but it's it's ten a.m. over uh, there, so we're like totally a breakfast shock jock right now. Oh, for him. <laughs> I don't know how to say goodbye in Japanese. So sayonara. Oh my gosh! How did I forget that? <laughs> 
Um, anyway, Turkish delight is delicious, but mostly I'm like, oh, I really like pretzels and hummus. I did, I'm that's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I bought, I was like, I need to buy myself some snacks because I'm going to be studying now that I'm back in school. So I went to the store and I was like, those veggie chips and graham crackers and like we got some seaweed at the house oh mm. i love those Seaweed's though real good. okay yeah. see you've, you've moved on you've you come into a new phase with snacks no i've just added to my <laughs> snack repertoire yeah. i usually wrap like, it around a hot dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not they're just... flaming hot cheeto dusted <laughs> look, <in> seaweed <laughs> look you can have lettuce wrapped or you can have seaweed wraps and you just wrap all your food in it no i when i'm at home it's not just kind of like when I was a child, I played with childish snacks. No. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, hey, you know what I like now? Seaweed snacks. So I'll just have one of those to cleanse my palate after I clear off a uncured pepperoni stick with seaweed <laughs> cheese on it. Oh, God, the worst. After I burn through some cold wings. <laughs> Actually, are, are we going to the grocery store after this? I got a hanker for some snack. Of- <laughs> we should get, hey, what should we get at the grocery store, Maria? Uh, well, what kind of snacks should we get? Well, I would say right now, if I were the one buying all the snacks, I would probably get some you salt are. and vinegar. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, yeah, salt and vinegar chips. Uh, like a big, big thing of uh, sparkling water. Mm. I like to snack on things. Things like cherry tomatoes and grapes. I actually, because it's so hot, I'm into some celery right now. Just eating straight up celery. I, I'm a baby carrot fanatic. Or I like or a baby celery. carrot, but you know what? A baby carrot is a lie because they lathe and oh no, I know they're adults. <laughs> yeah, they're adults that they maim. <laughs> they 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 brutalize these adult carrots and they lay them down to baby. Well, I do like the taste though. It's so. the, it's these like scary mommy carrots who are like, I'll make you my baby again. Tiger mom, <laughs> tiger mom carrots. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite vegetable? Yeah, you, you stupid I, veggie. I hate vegetables. You don't even like a vegetable. <laughs> They're gross. Name one vegetable that seaweed. you might. That's not well. What is that? That's a veggie. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I think seaweed's I like, more of a concept. I than like a vegetable. Uh, bro- <laughs> I like broccoli and cheese. Uh, does that count? Well, only cheese halfway. isn't a vegetable, so that's yeah, fifty-fifty. I like kale chips. And but not kale? No, it tastes like I'm chewing hair. <laughs> I'm not the biggest kale fan. Uh, it's like chewing on a troll doll. Well, I mean, so since I've become an adult and had to make sure that I could lose weight and stay healthy, I would just buy a tub of spinach and I'd put some of it in a Ziploc bag and bring a water bottle and I'd just like put as much spinach in my mouth as I could and get some just water. Pour buffalo sauce down. <laughs> no, no buffalo sauce, no spin no ranch or anything. Wait, what? Why why? Why is that? Because what you I do? needed to eat it and I hated it. But that's not okay. Wow, that's that like is so sad, man. I feel bad for you. I know I feel, I feel for you, like thinking like you gotta be healthy, so I'm gonna take like a fistful of spinach, like a vitamin. Yeah, I would hate that too. You, that you gotta terrible. grind it down and put it in your morning your, uh, cup of <laughs> fruity pebbles. To be all about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but real talk, you could incorporate it into a so people Smoothie? on Fitstagram are all about Fitstagram. I like junk food. Are you on Fitstagram? Did you say fistogram? <laughs> hey, follow these fists. I'm sorry, Ned. This is a public radio station. <laughs> All right. So Instagram, they do what now? So everybody who's on like quote unquote fitstagram are into like, I just love fast food. I want to eat chips and pizza and chocolate. And here's how you guys can also eat total crap, but actually eat healthy. So they'll do things like I make a smoothie that's fruity pebble caramel marshmallow, but it has like a Get the s- hell out no, of they here. they do this like this weird magic. So they feel like they're eating crappily and they're eating like the right number of 
macros and they'll put some spinach Ugh. in there and I obviously can't taste it but it looks like you can't tell the spinach is in there I personally I do spinach and smoothies a yeah, lot. That's it's a good snack. Pretty great. We should start making smoothies. All right, buddy. You guys have a top smoothies. smooth? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I like um, like kind of a tropical thing with pineapple, banana. Ooh. Uh, Anything with pineapple and orange, I'm like oh, yeah. gaga over. Get the mandarin orange in there. Yeah. Don't Ooh. worry about that. Ooh. And then uh, to top it off, uh, I do like some honey. Uh, and maybe cinnamon if I feel like it, and then Ooh. you know that spinach. Mm. Do y'all do some mm. yogurt with that, or are you doing? Oh dairy yeah, free? I, always, I always throw yogurt. I've never done yogurt in a smoothie. It's good. Yeah, so man. I've had been burned by the citrus and the yogurt mixture. I feel like I got one. I made one with pineapple several months ago, and I haven't do you made still it. Still have since. it? <laughs> no, it curdled right huh. away. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have kept it. But yeah, so since then I've been a little gun shy for citrus yeah. and yogurt. But I use like Greek yogurt. I don't know if that's a different acidity level. I think so. I don't know. Who knows? Have you ever tried putting a gun in a smoothie? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but every day yeah. <laughs> I get a little closer. Uh, so we're we're talking about optimize. Bro. <laughs> Golly, uh, we're talking about snacks here. You're clearly like a healthy-minded person. We talk about wings sometimes. Are are there wings that you eat? Or are you yes, just like, there are definitely wings that I eat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Where <laughs> from? <laughs> okay, uh, well, he doesn't live here anymore, but our friend Jaime uh, would destroy on some wings. And I think Chris, my husband, has really inherited, taken on that torch. When he does do wings, he'll be like, the night before, he'll be like, I need to go to the store and get like four different kinds of salsa and like a bunch of citrus and like peppercorn and beer and you know like well we need to have a wing cookout oh yeah, yeah you should really i mean if you take care of like getting the grill set up and stuff because i think mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily like that as much as he likes like watching over it and you know doing his thing um but mm-hmm. he makes some really good wings and then uh, our friend ike made some wings that were like korean marinated so it's like mm. this spicy korean marinade and what we we had a a Christmas where we made wings as roommates, That's so everyone amazing. made a different sauce. So we had wasabi wings oh and God. like five spice wings. Oh, like, your wings? Oh. Mine was the wasabi. Ketchup? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mine, like, mine was I hot know, milk. You're, you're yeah. Like, I got um, mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would probably do something with like mango and cilantro, maybe mm. basil. Ooh, I've never made my own basil wing. I really want a basil wing. I would maybe now. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely be the kind of person who would be like, maybe I'll do like a, some gin in there, like see if I can really like push the boundaries of marinated and like ruin it completely because I overshoot but I would try oh boy alright so we're talking about these great wings fun fact the three of us are going out of town this weekend you know yeah we're gonna be eating lots of food on the road yeah also Ned and I we're gonna go to P. Terry's for like we're gonna go to P. Terry's a lot (laughs) I haven't been there in a few years actually it's great yeah Uh, but what are we going up there for, guys? I don't know. What's up? Everybody on three. One, two, three. Staple. Having a good time. Oh, That's yeah. Staple can. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, everyone. We're going back to uh, Austin, Texas for the Staple Expo, which is the largest independent publishing expo here in the state of Texas. Whoop, it is whoop. run by Uncle Staple, aka Chris Nicholas. It's yeah. Very, very awesome. Very, very fun and a very inclusive environment. And we are all going to be tabling. However, First year, and we're not tabling next to each other. I know. You, you, Jade, and Jason will all be very close to each other. You're within, like, that back aisle. Are we in eye, eye range? Yeah, but, uh, oh, you're very close to each other. Like, okay. you just turn around, they're behind you. Oh, great. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Ned that is nice. pass notes. Ned and I are very far from <laughs> How far are you? We are, uh, we're outside. We're completely down the aisle. 
All the way at the other end. Oh, no. Yeah, but I think we're pretty close to the snacks. That might be good for you guys, though, because we are, we plan uh, on being very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> we we're really trying we... to sell our stuff. Uh-huh. What do you have planned? Uh, well, you can see that Connor's currently wearing our deal closer hats. These are the hats <laughs> that we did wear to sign our lease, uh, and we'll continue to close deals. Uh, I don't know. We're just going to be barking. <laughs> Yeah, we're just gonna be like snake oil salesmen. We might we might make some charts to like hold up to show people like this is the uh, increased happiness since people have bought our zines. Oh, you need you know? to get one of those um, easels that are absolutely f- the most flimsy and like will at the breath of a human fall Constantly, over. Yeah. So you need to do your presentation with your pie chart. And someone just like not. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, uh, no. geez, Ned, you screwed it up again. <laughs> you had this sale right in the grasp of your hands. That'll be great. The tie <laughs> perpetually in the coffee mug. Yeah. Uh, my nose is bleeding. It's that seventh time today. <laughs> so what are you bringing to staple? What are you going to be tabling? Uh, well, every year I feel like I tell myself this is my big year. I'm going to be <laughs> heckin' productive this year and have a batch of new stuff. Um, as it is, I'll probably have some new stickers. I'm planning on printing slash reprinting some stuff that I've made at various times throughout the years, but haven't really made it any additions of. Um, and then hopefully a new print. And then, Ooh. you know, stuff I've already got, like silk screens and pins and totes and stuff like that. Uh, my biggest goal, really, is to sort of streamline my expectations and my setup. Um because I think now it's like Staple is such. Oh, I'm also presenting at Staple actually. Oh, oh what that's are you right. What are you doing? I'm doing. Um, I'm doing a talk on zines, the history of zines, what they're about, how to make them, and how to get involved. So I'll probably do just like a rundown of like regional uh, zine fests to get involved with. Because there are a few now around. In addition to Zine Fest Houston, which is the longest running and arguably the best. Yeah, can we talk about Zine Fest Houston real quick? No. Sure. Moratorium. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Not. It's still Labor Day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's talk about Zine Fest. Yeah, tell us about we it. We called you the Zine Queen earlier. You're one of the four people who organized uh, Zine Fest Houston. Yep. It's fantastic. That's where Connor and I were reunited after seven years. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a good time. Good time. Um, <laughs> proud to be a facilitator of those types of connections. Yeah, so <laughs> tell the people, for those who don't know, what is Zine Fest? Well, Zine Fest Houston is an annual festival that focuses on uh, DIY, self-publishing specifically. Uh, Zine, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, is short for magazine, so it represents any self-published material in really any medium, photography, writing, uh, illustration, painting. I mean, it runs the gamut. Uh, But the Zine ethos is really defined by having creator control and having distribution control. So in a way, what Zine Fest Houston does is provide sort of an alternative economic opportunity for people outside of a mainstream that doesn't necessarily always want to represent the voices that are making that kind of work. So that's what it is in a nutshell. The festival is on November 17th at the Lawndale Art Center from 12 yeah. to 6. Um, and I've been working uh, as an organizer with the festival since 20... I started volunteering in 2012 and I got involved as an organizer in 2013 and I'll just do a quick shout out to the teammates, uh, Anastasia Carages, Sarah Welch, and Evan McCarley. Um, yeah. whoop, whoop. No, all three of them. They're great. Those are badass people here in Houston. They really are. Um, so, yeah, basically at this point, we've got registration open until the 17th. Um, so it's just get your application in. We've had a pretty awesome response this year. Our theme is wrestling, so I think that's really added yeah. a lot to <laughs> what we've got going on. Um, but we also have a grant 
that we're rolling out this year um, in honor of our late founder, Shane Patrick Boyle, who um, <clears throat> died in uh, Arkansas because he didn't have adequate resources to help him um, deal with his type 1 diabetes that he struggled with his whole life. Uh, so in honor of him, because what he did was always sort of put himself in a position to give other people the opportunity to grow and thrive, um, we're starting the Shane Patrick Boyle Memorial Grant for Emerging Zinesters, um, and we'll be awarding $200 and hopefully some more um, ancillary benefits as we get them secured. This is the first time we've done it, but we'll give you $200 uh, towards your first zine. We're offering this to emerging LGBTQ plus zinesters, and we're highly encouraging uh, POC zinesters to apply. So we're hopefully going to be able to carry that into the future. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what's what's going on with that right now. Right Have on. you had many applicants? I've, I've been very... Uh, curious to see what this new generation of zinesters is in the city of Houston. We all kind of, well, I don't want to say we all came up together, but we... kind of did. Yeah. A little bit. We all started like really working on stuff together, including the Art Pals. So it's just interesting to see who are the new people now. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's definitely been an exciting thing to see people coming in from the suburbs, particularly. Mm. Um, Excuse me. Who are definitely not in the regular realm of things that go on, you know, in the arts and the inner loop. Um, So it's cool to see that because a lot of them get to know about us through social media. And there, a lot of them are doing, you know, there's like a a mix of like these these young illustrators and artists who are sort of in the fan art thing, but they're also like defining their own style and they're very prolific and they're very earnest and they're very heartfelt and they're very much advocates for like their identity and who they are and who they want to be and advocates for whoever anybody else wants to be. I see a lot of that in uh, some of the work from the younger folks that I see, and I really like that. Um, I think that also, you know, we've had some people come through uh, Zine Fest who have sort of gone on to like do you know bigger things or Zine Fest Houston was you know a, a stop along the road um, yeah. well <laughs> B and Neil they are a painter and a fashion designer and they you know recently relocated to LA but they were doing you know shows and installations and stuff and then they came through Zine Fest Houston with a zine a publication they had made of their fashion designs and it was really cool to see that like transition they were experimenting like trying it out and yeah. you know it was just it was cool to see that Zine Fest Houston was seen as a viable, you know, artistic outlet for people to put the time and investment into participating in. Is it really just only for zines? Can you, like what what qualifies you to table at Zine Fest? Well, at this point, we do have a requirement of like at least. 50 or 75 percent. Ooh, I'm a bad organizer. I can't remember the exact percentage. The majority of your material must be zines, specifically. Uh, So that is, uh, you know, it can be malleable. There are a lot of things that don't seem like your your traditional booklet zine that do count. Um, But we're just talking about, you know, you can't have only glossy mags, you know, that are high, high production value. You can't only have fan art prints. You can't only have, you know... Not to disparage any other type of, you know, tabling event, but Zine Fest Houston is specifically for a DIY, you know, creator controls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we don't want to compete with artist alleys, as it were, at Comic Cons. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We've been working on our own zine. Yeah. That we're yeah. bringing to Staple. That's where we're going to uh, be. The, we're working on the effing pager right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> which also I suggested should be a side business for you guys. <laughs> F and pagers and beepers. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We have the phone number. We also have the F and pager phone number, oh which is a nine zero one high rager. Nine one zero high rager. High rager. High rager. Yeah, you know, leave us a voicemail on that anytime yeah. you want. We. Uh, we're working on that. We're hard at work on it. We're it's very exciting. Are we hard at work? <laughs> I think so. No, we, we got a lot of writing done this weekend, but I think that also contributed to us partying so much because we were like talking about partying. And it was like my bow tie started spinning. It was like, well, <laughs> partying? Don't mind if I do. Next thing I knew, the lampshade was yeah. on my head and I was on top of the mid-century coffee table. <laughs> I never thought it could happen to me. <laughs> yeah. Partying, it could happen to you. <laughs> me? Yes, you. No, it, it's been it's been a lot of fun. We're cracking each other up, uh, just trying to get this thing written. Uh, I'm really excited to show it off to the world. Ned is kicking ass and taking names at laying it all out. a boy, Ned. Yeah, and um, I just sit <laughs> on his bed and I, I yell at him and I Didi Mao. Yeah, faster, make more Z. This seems like a real equitable creative relationship. Is, yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit. Nothing bad could come of this. Yeah, nah, surely but not. The thing that I'm most excited about printing this scene is we're going to print it Friday before we head up to Staples. Sure. So that Friday night, that's what these tabling events are all about. Get you a are you doing this night again, of, baby? Assembly fest. <laughs> that's what's most fun to us. Is it? I I love it. It's, I really like it because we get to talk about it. You really get to to look at the zines. Yeah, you know? that's a good way to edit. Yeah, it's a, not edit, but just like review. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There's no time to edit. <laughs> it's, it's the day before, and it's also it's also just a really fun way to just hang out, chill out, maybe throw something on the TV, and it's it's our work. That's yeah. not a bad idea. Actually, you get to bask in it. Maybe I'll just print up and like pre-laminate a bunch of stickers that I'll just cut. Yeah, Come, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna bring the the guillotine and the saddle staple and everything, so we can just like go. Nice. Yeah. I've got a long arm. I can. You've got my long arm. <laughs> my long arm <laughs> and my side staple. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's gonna be a. That was the chapter of Return of the King. That I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Cold book. <laughs> That's going to be such a friggin' blast. I love going on road gigs like that. Have you ever gone on like a, besides Staple, have you gone on like a road gig, so to speak? Um, I did get a chance to go to the Portland Zine Symposium with uh, Anastasia. Uh, I said Stacy earlier, but I should refer to her by her full name. Uh, <laughs> her we, true name. Her true <laughs> name. It shows everyone that you have a power over her. <laughs> no, she has the power over me to make me call her by her true name. <laughs> Um, yeah, we went up to the Portland Zine Symposium and slang zines there, and it was really cool. It was because, you know, as well from, like, an artist's perspective, you get to, like, meet a new audience. But from an organizer's perspective, it was like, wow, you really can, you know, do things in such different ways. And, you know, it was really great to get a lot of ideas from them and all of that. I think it was uh, it was interesting. They had a... What was it? A Zine Fest organizers like roundtable, and everyone was like together. And we're like, great! All the Zine Fest organizers are together. Like, we're gonna make this work. We're gonna figure out all our problems. And yeah. they're like, what do we need? And we're like, volunteers. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. We need that too. <laughs> Cuts to four minutes later, you guys are all just spitting in each other's mouths. <laughs> Someone slapping their belly. More staples. <laughs> Is there anybody that you're particularly excited to see at Staple or at the upcoming Zine Fest? 
Well, I don't know who's going to be at the upcoming Zine Fest because we haven't closed registration and I couldn't possibly comment on any of the applications we've received. Now, could well, you say I, if people were to, to maybe email you saying like FNRager needs to uh, table, like would that help our chances? Those of being would able be to screened t- very closely. Okay, yeah. <laughs> in so, light I mean, of recent and, comments. And what's that email? Uh, just for no oh, one oh, in particularly. Info at zinefesthouston.org <laughs> slash not Ned. And then, <laughs> and then make your subject FNRager's my homies. <laughs> Well, I, it's less of like, hey, who's getting accepted? But have y'all put any programming uh, decisions out there yet? Or is there anyone that's going to have a panel? Or is this all stuff that you're working on? Um, we're still sort of getting all of those things hammered out. We have those things in the wings and organized. But uh, just in the interest of making sure that everything is, you know, as the people want it to be and presenting. Um, but we have, you know some teen and youth workshops coming up um we have some pretty good ideas of what's going to go down but again there's still still little you know confirmation things in the wings so yeah. okay it'll things be cool the there will be food trucks that i can at least confirm yeah. <laughs> where's it gonna be um it will be at the lawndale art center awesome mm-hmm. it's, that's a great place to have it yeah you missed the printing museum i know but the lawndale art center is a very good Choice cool space, place. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just more spacious, and now that we've grown, it's just it was a choice we had to make. But we love the printing museum, so it'll never, it'll that will never cease to happen. The love, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> or the fest, just so at a different spot. Is that one of the uh, only things that you're organizing, or is that like, do you have other things that you uh, are active and trying to get together? Uh, at the moment, not so much. Uh, I was sort of provisionally active as a member of my local chapter of the Houston Democratic Socialists of America, but uh, I've been in school and balancing work school, and because the festival does end up being more or less a year-round sort of consistent, like, you know, being yeah. aware and at meetings and stuff, I just, I'm definitely somebody for whom, like, I have a limited number of, you know, spoons or whatever, so if I, I'm doing this number of things, Almost anything else that I try, I'll sort of do half-assedly or pick up and not be able to finish satisfactorily. So I've actually decided to make it very clear to myself, like, you can do a limited number of things very well, so don't overstretch yourself. But I like to I like to say I'm affiliated with other things, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. What are you studying? Uh, <laughs> What's your major? What are you reading? <laughs> oh, God. I'm in the uh, U of H Master's of Arts Leadership Program. So this is my the start of my third semester. Can we we don't have to talk about this, but you have mentioned that there are undergrads in your class. Oh my god, I'm in a class that has some undergrads in it. What is it? Um, it's actually a really great class. It's a uh, community. Well, it's a socially engaged art course that's taught by Rick Lowe, which is actually incredible, and I'm really honored to be in the class. Ned doesn't know who Rick Lowe is because he's stupid. Can you mm-hmm. tell him? What's up? I don't think it's really a very communitarian way to approach his ignorance uh, by Robert calling Lowe's him stupid. <laughs> hey, quit being stupid. No. <laughs> no, um, s- oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Dip's brother. You know, Dip Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're thinking of his cousin Swang. <laughs> um, no. Uh, uh, Rick Lowe is an artist who uh, was the founder of Project Row Houses oh, okay. in Houston. So he uh, he's this artist who, you know, as the 
you know, teaching goes, he sort of created or pioneered this field of socially engaged art where the sort of art project was the creation of Project Row Houses, but it has this sort of bigger yeah. aspect to it. You know, as you can tell by going there, it's not just, you know, the single mother's support. It's not just the, the art. It's, you know, this whole thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm in this class and I'm really, really excited because I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe I have the opportunity to take a class from Rick Lowe. And I think some of the undergrads do like know who he is as well. I don't, I'm not assuming they're all ignorant, but they're hyper. <laughs> undergrads are so hyper. They're ready to rage. They are just constantly like interrupting and like having these wacky like tangents. <laughs> they just, like, exa- <laughs> they just exhaust me. Like this one girl in my class, I was like, this is so cool. Like you're doing this thing, but she was like hyping her thing like beginning a class like she led like everybody make sure you come to my thing and I was like that's cool but it was like not just that it was like everyone then was like oh my god like what and it was just like I really want class to like start and I could tell like maybe like you know I I don't know I was just like I feel old to be with these hyper hyper undergrads just give them some Ritalin or something Toss them a fidget spinner. (laughs) (laughs) Those stupid kids. (laughs) It's awesome being older now and we can look down on stupid kids. Oh my gosh. I really, (laughs) I really don't. I try not to because I'm just like, no, it's cool. They all have like really good perspectives too. But I was like, y'all are going like a mile a minute. You got to (laughs) focus. Like they just ping pong everywhere. And it's like, I don't know how to describe it because I never, I forgot about it until I saw it again. It's like you're in class and you're talking about something and then, you know, you're responding to something that the teacher asks you or some part of the material. But instead of finishing that, you're like, oh my God, by the way, like, oh my God, have you ever seen this show? <laughs> like, oh my God. And everyone's like, oh my God, yes, I have seen that show. And then everyone's like talking about the show. And then the teacher's what like, show? okay, I can't remember. Is it Riverdale? <laughs> No, it was somebody who asked about like some show that a basketball player is in. I don't know anything Riverdale. about it. <laughs> yes, it's Riverdale. You think you have River Dunk? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah, I'm an old and grumpy person. Have you have you been invited to any like sweet undergrad parties? So this one this one uh, yes. young woman <laughs> is in uh, like I guess a sorority, and they were doing like a like a dance event, and I couldn't go because I was in class, but I was just like what. Because actually, as I alluded to earlier, there was no Greek life at Rice. So I had no, I have no understanding of like sororities or fraternities in any context as an undergraduate. <laughs> and so they were like, she started talking about it. And I was like, oh, that's like weird. Like you're in a, th- like a sorority and you don't look like a, you know, whatever my stereotype of person a sorority was. Um, you could say it. <laughs> no. I won't. <laughs> I could, but I won't. Maria is one week away from rushing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got a, like she just looked like someone like me. <laughs> I got a lot of irons and a lot of fires. <laughs> but um, so she was talking about it, and then like these this other girl like pipes up like, oh yeah, like da 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 da, and I was like, oh my god, what? And then like somebody else pipes up, and I was like, whoa! And like everybody like it was like four people out of like you know a class of twelve, but that still seems to me a large proportion. We're yeah. like involved with Greek life. And we're like talking about Greek life drama. And were, Greek were they history. all continuing the same poem of Greek life? They're like one ring. <laughs> <laughs> like someone else stands up and they're like, "Of course, find him." That's geek life, dude. <laughs> Just imagine, like, oh, you mean a Greek chorus life? <laughs> oh, to a Grecian urn. <laughs> oh, fate! <laughs> Who cannot make my dance party? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. DJ Homer spinning the classics. 
DJ ODC. He's a blind DJ. It's incredible. <laughs> blind DJ. <laughs> DJ ODC. <laughs> Golly. Anyway, I was, yeah, I was very out of my depth. I was just like, I was, I was very conflicted because I was like, okay, I'm being a real curmudgeon right now. But I also have like problems with like the institutions of Greek life and a collegiate environment. I was like, but I'm at a state school, not a private school. And I was like, I'm being old, I'm being old. And I was like, I don't care about your Greek life. So I want to start class. They seem not. really cool. Like, <laughs> so I was like really just like chawing on my Metamucil, feeling grumpy during a lot of time. I was just like, mm. like this, this dance invitation has got me so worked up, I'm constipated. <laughs> yeah, you're really old. <laughs> I was like, the fact that I'm having these feelings means that I'm too old. Yeah. To be involved. I should not be dancing. I shouldn't be anywhere near this stuff. I got the invite and I thought upon it uh, over a nice cold glass of Ovaltine. (laughs) As I bathe my feet in Epsom salts. Soaking my dogs. In between between commercials of Meet the Press. (laughs) Kind of what I was going to do. Uh, Old people stuff, you know. (laughs) All right, so is that it? Did you go to the party? I didn't. I had class. No, no, no. It wasn't class. I think I had work. I think I was straight up at work. Wait, what? It was like during the day. They do stuff during the day. And I was just like. I miss college. I know. I was, that was that was actually the thing, too. They were like, make sure you come to our big like, rally. It's in da-da-da, like 12. And I was like, I, I'm at my job. Is this, <laughs> like, your, is this your Frontier Fiesta? No, what is that? Wait, how long have you been going to U of H? A year. And you haven't encountered Frontier Fiesta? I go to like two buildings right. in the evening. Frontier <laughs> Fiesta is basically the Greek life party on campus. It's oh, maybe they week. did talk about it. They always get like mediocre musician. A whole week? A whole Is that week. Rush week? No, Rush week is in the fall. I'm guessing Frontier. And Rush are not mediocre musicians. <laughs> yeah. Um, check them out. Sometime. Rush at Rush would be pretty dope. <laughs> Damn. What yeah. what fraternity or sorority would want to be affiliated with Rush Math Rock? Gamma, though? gamma, gamma! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's just this gigantic fraternal sorority uh, party that takes up an entire parking lot. <laughs> uh, Only one? Which parking lot? The biggin. Um, the one near the stadium. Oh, okay. I'm in the arts lot. As long as nothing compromises arts lot, I'm good. If something compromises arts lot, I lose my freaking mind. Well, what's going to happen is they're going to shut down that parking lot, and, and everyone's going to move to arts lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it happens. I'm I'm preemptively mad. <laughs> my 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 curmudgeonly anger has only deepened as a result of this knowledge. It's going to get worse. There's, uh, every time I would go, I had to get dragged there because sometimes you could get free barbecue or booze. So I'm just hanging around, and uh, I remember showing up, and this happened during uh, Pledge Week as well or Rush Week, whatever. I'm just like, man, I can't wait for someone to ask me to join their frat so I can be like, hey, man. Get bent. Yes. So, uh, who asked you to be? <laughs> I would like walk down the sidewalk multiple times, be like, maybe this time. Nope, turn around. <laughs> All right, maybe you notice me. No, I've had friends get offered cards while I was walking with them. Wait, so they're just me. walking down the street and they get like discovered? Well, they like all stand outside the library and they're like, hey, play Dr. Pie. Hey, play Dr. Pie. And they hand out little <laughs> cards. And I would, I'd never. Hey, little man, if you um, (laughs) know anyone who might want to pledge Delta Phi. (laughs) Hey, man, we were thinking maybe you could come to the fraternity this weekend. Um, We've really been looking for someone to beat on. (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah, that would be great. Uh, get bent, sir. Are you kidding me? My dad, the legacy. He got beat on by Tony <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be affiliated. <laughs> All right. All this talk is fun and great. We already did the hour? Dang. But now, it's time for our latest segment. Can you hear this, Alan? I want to hear fuck. Tell us what's going on. <laughs> Tell us all the stuff you were doing while we sing the talk. All right, <laughs> What do you, uh, what's been, what do you got to plug? Uh, all right, I will plug uh, ZineFest Houston stuff. Uh, for everybody who's interested, you can find us online at zinefesthouston.org. We are on Twitter as ZineFest Houston. We are on Instagram as ZineFest Houston. And would you know it, you can find us on Facebook at ZineFest Houston. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 What about your personal work? You want to share any of that? Or? Sure. Um, I am on Instagram. That's usually where I'm at is oh, don't even, O-H, don't even. Um, and you can find me at ohdon'teven.com. Not that I've updated it in a while. Um, but I am on Twitter at AntlerAntler. Um just send me a request if you are interested in being a friend and I'll have to review your account um, <laughs> because I am currently private for reasons um, but yeah so that's me and I hope to party and rage with y'all in Austin at Staple yeah. it's gonna happen your hopes we got a pool y'all we got yeah. a pool we got a pool we got a pool we got a pool we got a pool alright hey do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, I think we should just plug. We're going to be at Staple Convention. It's going to be in Austin. It's this weekend, and we have the F and Pager coming out, which is super exciting. Oh, wait. I've got oh. one tiny little announcement. Oh, we need to say this. Um, hey, guys. It, it, we really appreciate that you guys are listening to the show, either on Facebook Live or at kpft.org slash listen. But if you don't have time to watch it live or if you really don't like watching the video, if that's really distracting to you, you know, you could probably catch it out and check out the podcast on uh, iTunes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Hey. Anywhere yeah. you can get podcasts, you can now find FM Rager, but it's under FN Rager. Yeah, yeah, we are sticking with FN Rager, which FM being a subsidiary of it. So just look up FN Rager. That's E F F I N. That's Echo Foxtrot Foxtrot India uh, Nitro? Neutral Milk Hotel. November. <laughs> November. Uh, Rager. I don't know the rest of it. Radio Alpha. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Oh my god. That, that no, they're subscribing bit. to the wrong thing. Ah! <laughs> right. I ruined it. All right, everybody. That's our show. Check us out. And hey, hopefully we'll see you up in Staple if you're in Austin. Bye, everybody. Thanks for having me on, y'all. Oh, of course. You were great. Ah.